Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibration stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl Sapphire and it's a new year, new me and I know you guys are like, wait a second Earplay ended officially two years ago, but you keep coming back well, you know what? You guys love it when I do specials. You follow me on Moan, you followed me for 13, going on 14 years now with this podcast and let me just say, the next guest that I have, I am so excited to bring her on. First of all I don't even know how to introduce this amazing being other than the fact that she brings a lot to the table when it comes to dating kinky, if you will. She's polyamorous, monoromantic. And for all those noobs out there like, what the fuck is monoromantic? Romantic or sexual attraction to members of one sex or gender only. And we can also get into that as well. But I am just so thrilled to have the one, the only, Miss Nookie. Nikki, welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> um, dare I say, did I see a little like squeamish blush, if you will? I, I'm just loving the smiles on here that no uh, one can see, but I'm adoring this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's I think it's funny to hear myself being talked about every <laughs> single time. Welcome to the club because honey, I, I, I feel it. I want to like make it yeah. known in 2023. I really am trying to take compliments, but it's so hard. It's so hard, you know, so. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> We're seeing each other eye to eye on this. So there we go. Yeah. But oh my goodness, Miss Nuki. First of all, just thank you so much for taking time out of your hectic schedule. I know that we have been trying to just get on each other's platforms for a few months now. My goodness. It's true. It's crazy. It's true. More than a few months. It's been since like February of last year. So almost a year. It is crazy. A year. A year. Because I was going to try to hang out with you when we were in California in February. That's okay. That's okay. Because you know what? When it happens, it's going to be... It's going to be A1. It's going to be great. (laughs) But without further ado, Nookie, just again, thank you. But let's get into you. Let's talk about your journey, if you will. Let, you know, let's just do the generic bullshit that everybody does on their platform. Tell us, how did you become Miss Nookie? Well, it all started long, long ago with an artist and a philosophy professor. Oh, wow. <laughs> that sounds like a tour de fair right there and then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I grew up in a relatively, like, what I would consider 
easy, wonderful, idyllic childhood. Um, I don't remember any trauma at all, for what it's worth. Um, and, but somewhere around my teenage years, I don't know if it was the hormones pumping through me or whatever, my brain became different. And uh, I quit high school and took off and joined the carnival. And then I decided to work in a kitchen and learn how to be a chef. And then I um, moved to New York City and started climb climbing the ranks in corporate America. And while I was in New York, a girlfriend of mine said, hey, this friend of mine is bartending at this real freak club. Wanna go on Friday? And I'm like, heck yeah, because I was only 19. The drinking age was already 21 at that point. We could get in. I'm like, a freak club? <laughs> yeah. And it's um, New York City. Let's friends. face it. Like, that's Mecca. Right. That's right. fucking Mecca. Um, so, but, but, and, and so when you say a freak club, in New York City, like you're raising the bar, mm -hmm. right? Like in a way that I've been plenty of places. I mean, I've I traveled around the country with a carnival, but a freak club in New York City. So we get there and I walk in and I'm wearing this cute little mini skirt and these knee high stretch leather boots. And I am fresh faced Iowegian, <laughs> right? And there are people in leather and there are people in rubber and it's dark and there's some kind of smoke machine going on. Oh my God. Or is sticky and there's somebody like, I can't see much flesh because it's covered by black stuff and they're on all fours in like a leash and collar. And I'm like, huh. So we go up to the second floor where her friend was bartending and we sit there and Men want to lick my boots and buy me drinks. And I'm like, I'm home. Yes. Yes. And a couple of, oh, I don't know, weeks or months later, because I'd go back every, I don't know, three or four times a month, sometimes twice a weekend. Sometimes I'd skip a weekend, whatever. Um, suddenly it dawned on me, you know, like how in cartoons, like somebody gets hit over the head with like this big mallet and suddenly they're like, oh, it dawned on me exactly like that. Oh, wow, I feel really comfortable here. You know, these are my people. Oh, shit. These are my parents' people. My parents are swingsters. I was, okay, first <laughs> of all, I was like, wait, backtrack. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. Like, oh, so I grew up knowing a woman who had a boyfriend and a girlfriend and wore leather. And I grew up with my mom and I like going over to our friend Tony's house who would dress up in women's clothing for Rocky Horror Picture Show. And like, I grew up around these people and it just never occurred to me that this was not the way everyone sort of lived, right? And when I had been missing it, and I found my way back home, I guess, all of a sudden, like, it just felt so natural. It didn't even occur to me until, holy shit. It's right there in front of you. <laughs> it's right freaking there. Can I just say? Yeah, so that was 30 years ago in September. Um, so last September, so just over 30 years. And uh, I've been kind of in and out ever since. I started on the um, 
what I like to call the glitterati S&M stand and model. And because, <laughs> oh you know, I was nice, right? Like I, you, you dress up, you look a yes. particular way and do things for you. It's it's very simple. Um, and I moved slowly but inexorably over to the brainy stuff. And that's kind of where I've lived my life ever since. I absolutely love this origin story, first and foremost. I think this is probably the most interesting, right out the floodgates, introduction to somebody that people may or may not be familiar with in a long time in earplay. So thank you. Because normally when I have, you know, people in the kink and adult, you know, entertainment community, it's the complete opposite. They were living in oppressed households. They were living, Mm -hmm. you know, out of traumatic experiences and, you know, porn, sex, you know, kinky lifestyles and alternative relationships was kind of like the phoenix to their beginning. And I was just like, oh, shit, you know, this this is the cool shit. Like this is like bread and butter. This is like my my oatmeal with like brown sugar and you know, like salt. Like this is this is my, you know, chicken fried steak and Swedish <laughs> meatballs. Yeah, you know, shit you're not supposed to eat because it's comfort food. This is like I belong here. And you're right though. Like I have to acknowledge um and I do acknowledge regularly that I have an incredibly different way of looking at the world, partially because of this lack of shame Mm -hmm. that I was raised with. Like I just, I've never ever been ashamed of any of that for any reason, Um, but also because um, (laughs) I'm as as they call it often these days, neuro spicy. Um, <laughs> neurodivergent. I'm not. I'm not right in the head in some ways, and so it's. But uh, is anybody truly? Right let's be real. Is, yeah, has anybody truly right in the head nowadays? Like, let's face it, we're all a little fucked up. We're all a little fucked up. <laughs> it's 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 true. It's yeah. true. Um, but yeah, so it gives me a, a different perspective that I then as you've seen in, you know, some of our conversations Mm -hmm. and and so on and so forth. That's the perspective that I offer to the world. And I say, this is something that I, this is a way I look at things. And for some reason over the past decade and a half or so that I've been like sort of writing about things and so on and so forth, many people have said, well, it really helps me when you say this is how you look at things because it reminds me that the way I've been socialized is not the be all end all. It's not the only way to look at this. And so that's fun for me. And I decided to make a living off of it. <laughs> and I truly, and we truly, truly appreciate you out there. And honestly, everybody, dating t- datingkinky.com datingkinky.com I'm going to be linking all the information about Miss Nookie but seriously I want people to understand that you know platforms like Earplay platforms like Dating Kinky really do offer safe spaces and show people that look the things that you might be thinking or feeling that you might be alone about you're not 
you know, we all have a certain origin story, if you will. And it's just it's a matter of finding that community. And I'm so glad and grateful that I found community in people like yourselves because it's great that we can have these normalized conversations, which brings me into the topic of the day because this is everywhere. We're not escaping it. And I'm honestly, I don't know if you are feeling the same frustration, but it's like the minute ethical non-monogamy, non-monogamy, polyamory gets into the mainstream, holy fucking shit, everybody just doesn't seem to understand that there is there is a right and wrong way, but there is a right way of perceiving it, and it's all not the same. I'm tired of telling y'all that open relationships are not polyamory. Polyamory is not polygamy. And just like your amazing conference that's coming up at the end of this month, it's not cheating. If I answer another motherfucker to say, but what you're doing is cheating. You don't respect the sanctity of marriage. I'm like, no, fuck you. I respect people. I respect people. It's a mutual respective circle. It's a mutual respectable lifestyle. But there are people in the community on social media that are doing more harm than good. We need to start calling out the mainstream media more when I'm watching television shows that are alluding to these such lifestyles. And then y'all always like to put it into some bullshit that leads into miscommunication, cheating and, and not knowing what the fuck you want in life and that's just not the case that's just not the case Whew, so like that let, let's take a breather for a sec but you know like that's yeah that's what i want to bring into you know 2023 like can we just please for the love of all kinkiness just get shit right once and for all and please can we just sum it up in a blanket if you will non-monogamy let's talk about it what exactly is non-monogamy everything that's not monogamous and if you actually use the technical definition of monogamous you're looking at one pair bond for an entire lifetime most people are not that Like most people are very, very far from that, even though they identify as monogamous. Most people are what we would actually technically call serially monogamous, right? They are, they stay pair bonded to one person at a time. Now, I'm okay with this. Like, so there, there was somebody, I, I talk a lot about this and oftentimes I get people, in fact, just, I think yesterday or the day before somebody said, I don't know why non-monogamy isn't the norm for everyone, blah, 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 blah. I'm not that person. I'm the person that, you know, there is this huge range of potential out there for humans. And some humans are, you know, some humans meet in grade school and die within minutes of each other because they can't stand the idea of not, of living without each other, right? This is fine. I'm not knocking those people. I'm not knocking the people who are serial monogamous. Um, I am not knocking people who are polyamorous. I'm not knocking people who are swingers. I am not knocking people who do this, that, or the other thing. I am not in this world to tear people down. Um, you know, or to say, and, and this has been my crusade since 
practically forever. I mean, even as a small child, not even related to, you know, kink or non-monogamy, the one two ways, the people who oh. say this is the only way, my way, whatever, you know, I am not that person. So keep that in mind, right? But non-monogamy, let's, let's take it from, you know, the easiest way is people who pair bond. And by pair bonding, I mean something more than just family um, that may or may not include sex. It includes a deep abiding type of love that is not simply filial or familial, right? Um, now, some people do call that their chosen family because obviously if you marry somebody, that's family, mm -hmm. right? We're talking, you know, like a more intimate pair bond. So you could have, um, you know, multiple sexual partners. You could have multiple romantic partners. You could have multiple pair bonded partners. Um, you could have, uh, you know, there's a, a, a big movement right now to recognize uh, queer platonic partners, right? That I, I consider that a pair bond as well. It is more than just friendship for those people. Now you might say, nah, I got that with my bestie and I'm still monogamous. That's fine. Those are your definitions. Absolutely. Right? Again, it's not about how I define it for you, right? It's about how you define it for you and how I define it for me. And hopefully we'll have enough words, enough communication, enough compassion for one another that we'll take each other's definitions, we'll understand them and we'll accept them. So non-monogamy, again, to me, are people who have sexual relations, romantic relations, or pair bonded relations with more than one person at a time. Often all three of those things, mm -hmm. right? Now, one of the things, and, and I'm not correcting you because there are, there are multiple uses of the word, but one of the things you said uh, about my um, introduction is you said, you know, monoromantic. So there are a couple of different forms of monoromantic. One of them is what you said, uh, being romantic with one sex or gender only. Um, more often than not these days, I'm seeing that as like heteromantic, homoromantic, panromantic, biromantic, etc. I use monoromantic to mean that I am literally able to be romantic, Twitter-pated, infatuated, limerent with one human at a time thus far in my life. My brain doesn't work that way. For, like my partner, you know, like silly little things like, you know, writing notes on the mirror with dry erase markers. Constantly for like nine years, I've had this kind of relationship with him. And I've created love, like pair bonding love with other people during that time. But I've never had that like overt infatuation, obsession, like. <sighs> Gotta have you in my life constantly. Is right. that kind of like so, what that is? Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. And so that's the type of thing that, um, again, once you start digging down into how humans human, it's different, right? So I might pair bond multiply, and I do. Um, I might have sex in multiples, and I certainly do. Um, but for me, the romantic aspect is with one. And it's not because I say, oh, no, no, can't have it with anyone else. It's because my brain 
literally only fires at one cannon at a time. And for a long time, I thought I was broken. Oh, wow. Because, you know, people talk a lot about NRE. New relationship energy for for the... Yeah. For the ones yeah. that are just so new I to this. I don't the same way other people do. Yeah. Um, now, my partner does, which that's a whole nother thing, right? Like two partners, mm-hmm. one gets NRE. Woo! One doesn't even understand it. Ah. So, you know, I also have a really interesting perspective on that. Um, so, yeah, that's t- non-monogamy, you know, pair bonding, um, romantic in- entanglements and, um, you know, sexual intimacy with more than one partner at a time. Thank you so much for explaining that. And please, thank you for even elaborating on monoromantic, because, again, I've heard that term being thrown out so many times. And I'm glad that for you, you know, you made it resonate to how you feel as far as like, you know, defining terms. And I think that also in these journeys, if you will, when we go into the lifestyle and going into non-monogamous relationships, polyamorous relationships, open relationships, or just any relationship in general, I think that, you know, you just said it and it hit the needle on its head. You know, when you're saying you don't want to put out there that there's only one true way, I want people to understand that that is absolutely 100% true. I think personally, we would all agree that the only wrong way to do these relationships is actually causing harm within your relationships and to those who are affected in these such relationships. I think that's also that's like the one wrong reason. Yeah, please. But, but let me throw this out there. Um, so you mentioned earlier in our discussion, so I'm going to bring this in. Yeah. This is where I have big feels. Um, why we call this ethical non-monogamy versus just monogamy because we don't call it ethical monogamy versus, you know. Okay, so <laughs> the basic premise from my perspective, mm-hmm. because um, as you might remember, the, and, and some people are still having this sort of tug of war, the tug of war between monogamy, ethical non-monogamy, and consensual non-monogamy. I forgot about the C, the big C. Oh yeah. So I personally focus on ethical non-monogamy. Um, and the reason that like this touched off in my head is because you mentioned not doing harm. Here's the challenge though. Um, Sometimes being exactly who you are and living your authentic life does inadvertently harm people even when it's ethical. Mm -hmm. Right? People, I'm not sure if you've ever heard the term or... um, use the term or experience the term, you know, throwing yourself at somebody until it hurts. (laughs) So the the challenge from my perspective is that everything is so muddy and gray. Um, It's really hard from the outside to point to something and say that is wrong, that is bad, um, especially 
that is done maliciously, unless you can point to pattern after pattern after mm-hmm. pattern um, and prove that that's not a result of like traumatic response, right? Which is, again, wow, that's really difficult to do. And as far as I know, um, I haven't managed to get my psychiatric or psychology degree and you haven't and we, you know, we haven't as a collective. um, And yet still there's a lot of finger pointing about, you know, narcissism and abuse and, you know, this, that and the other thing. So I like to go back to ethical non-monogamy. And to me, the reason I use it is sort of like a dog whistle. Um, which is usually used in a negative way. But to me, when I say ethical non-monogamy and somebody says, well, what do you mean by ethical? That's when we can have a conversation, right? And, but when somebody says consensual non-monogamy, I say, well, what do you mean by consensual? Well, everybody in the um, relationship agrees to it. Okay, but you don't get to agree to my autonomy, right? So I... I don't agree to that. Like, I, I will tell you, I mean, I will be honest about it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then they'll say, okay, well, then, um, you know, everybody knows about everybody else. No, not all of my partners get to know everybody I fuck, right? Like, that's, that's not part of my deal. Um, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not focusing in on polyfidelity as part of my lifestyle. Um, and they're like, oh. And I'm like, but if you don't know... Um, all of my sexcapades, and you probably won't, uh, you know, we will keep our sexual risk at exactly the right levels for both of us as if we were total strangers. I'm glad that you elaborated on that because it is a focal point um, when it comes to Mm -hmm. sexual relations in such dating atmospheres. You know, people ask me all the time, do all, you know, all of your poly my polyamorous squad my tribe do we all know about it know about each other yes we do but as far as like details and stuff you know we are at each other's comfort levels i have partners that rather want no details you know unless if you know there was an std sti outbreak per se then there's you know like you said I have partners that rather just not know about, you know, who else I'm involved with. You know, they'll still remain happy for me and we maintain our own relationship, but I don't have to necessarily introduce and do this whole like bring into the table like, hey, this is the new energy. I just all want us to get comfortable and be a, you know, a family, if we will. I don't have to do that unless if like, yeah. And I do gag at it too, you know, Nikki, because... Again, you only consented to what your body wants, you know? Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah. I'm happy for, you know, my partners wanting to bring new energy to the table, but not all the time I'm going to be attracted to that new energy. There's times I don't want to acknowledge the new, the new energy. And I rather just focus on what's right in front of me and what's in my life now and keep it pushing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, like, so it's, it's, for me, it's really odd because, um, so I'm, I'm very, very pair bonded with my nesting partner. Um, I absolutely adore him. I have, you know, these other pair bonds that have been in my life for years and years and years. And then I have a lot of like playmates, Mm -hmm. right? FWBs, whatever. 
Um, and they actually tend to, a lot of them tend to come and go fairly quickly because I don't have that huge romantic thing to mm -hmm. offer them, right? And a lot of people really want that. They might say they don't want any strings attached, but when they really don't get the romance out of it, they're like, fuck, you cold. I'm, like, I'm, cold. I'm, just, I'm just not that into you in that way. And like, what are the, just, yeah, and what are the chances, if you will, to say that you actually bring that to the table first and foremost before you get deeper. Because let's face it, oh. I feel like at times people feel like we don't give out the signs right then and there. And then it's like, well, I thought it, no, I, I made it very clear from the jump. No, no, I told you, Yeah, I told you. But see, the, 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 the challenge is though, I mean, I, I wrote, uh, this was some time ago. I wrote the the problem with filters on dating apps, right? When you put up a picture that you filtered mm -hmm. like so, so much, right? And it's the same thing when you say, no, 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 no strings attached. But what that means to one person mm -hmm. and what that means to another person might be radically different, right? So if I say, look, you're not going to get romance out of me, although if we develop a friendship that could last for years and become something much deeper, most people have never experienced sex plus no romance. So they're not mentally equipped. And I don't mean that in a nasty way. I mean, their informed consent is inhibited because they can't comprehend exactly what it's going to be like. They're going to be sending me text messages like, hey, boo, how you doing? And I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm good, Roger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and maybe after a couple of months or whatever, you know, I might, oh yeah, I, I, I've, I've found a nickname that works for you or whatever. But like what most people might do in three months or six months, I'm looking at years to get to that same sort of like mm -hmm. level. And I've always been that way. Luckily, my primary partner is, it, he's, he's just okay with that, right? He took a long time for me to like get past all of that and I was like really into him but it was still like a really long time to get to where you are all of the consistency steps that my brain needs to unlock all the achievement levels I love that honestly I it's speaking in volumes to me personally because like you, I find some similarities between you and I as far as like our dating patterns. And for me, especially when I decided to even become, you know, polyamorous, I already knew at a very young age, I was always in tune with my sexuality. I was always in tuned with the fact that I knew I was a little different, if you will, on my approaches of sex and romanticism. I, you know, was the person who loved to have all the sex in the world, but I'm not going to love you. You know, I could freely give up my body, but I'm not going to love you at the end of it. You know, when people say, whose pussy is this? Whose dick is it? It's mine. It's my pussy. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, hold up. <laughs> I'm 49 years old. This my pussy. It been my pussy. It's 49 years. 49 years. <laughs> No, I did. I did. Um, I did have one person that was so fucking adorable and he's such a fun lover. But he said to me, he says, 
he and, and this is in the middle of all of it he's like just tell me just just tell me even if it's just for this next half hour tell me i own this pussy and i'm like yes for the next half hour you absolutely it just put a little like token pussy feel good. <laughs> just drop it in the pussy token like, okay is, this is the kind of negotiation i'm here for but Let's go back to something you said. So this is this is really interesting to me. Um, despite the fact that I have been like I've dated around mm-hmm. and you know all of these things, um, I was forty before I hit my tenth partner, masculine partner. Wow. Yeah. So and now I'm big old slut. Um, just throwing that out there. But uh, <laughs> the that I have now. I mean, I, 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 I had had one one night stand in my teenage years mm-hmm. and I was like, that was fun. It was with a Brazilian um, soccer player. You know, he was in town. He was leaving like the next day. I was like, this will this will work. This right? will like, do. This is the best way to try a one night stand. Right. Like just and I did. And I was like, well, that was fun. He was cute. Like he was like way above my pay grade, too. Right. Which <laughs> perfect night stand like ah right and um but i was like yeah i don't see any reason to do that again yeah and i just went on with my life and from um 19 actually to uh 40 three three men oh wow my husband for 15 years Mm -hmm. my ex-boyfriend for four and a half years and then my now partner i love this so, and then my now partner is like, well, I'd really like to explore cuckolding. And I'm like, my brain goes, that's a trap. Because <laughs> both of my previous partners had been open to exploring non-monogamy together. But what they really meant was that they would have sex with other women. Mm. And I wouldn't even flirt with other guys. And... You know, so they'd get ragingly jealous over things that I was like, what What are you even talking about? Like, I don't even understand where you're going with this. Um, and then he's like, no, no, really. I'd like to, you know, I'd like to see you have sex with other men. I'm like, oh, oh, no, you wouldn't. Oh, I know where this is going to go. Like the next time you get upset with me, it's going to be like, you whore, you right. slut. You jumped into that as quick as you had the opportunity, blah, 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 blah. You were plotting this the whole time. And I'm just like, and I just do not have the energy for that bullshit. Yeah. Right. And turns out one bullshit. <laughs> but you know what? I love, I love that because again, I am very fortunate. I know my, my privilege in relationships as far as like the love and the respect that I have with my partners. And I know oh, yeah. it may confuse people because yes, I very openly say how gay I am, but I am very much in love with the man who's just literally behind these doors of mine, you know, listening and and supporting. And it's great that when you do find a partner who is just as supportive and understanding and breaks down the trauma, if you will, from other past relationships, whether it be not just like a physical trauma, but the fact that. You know, we have trauma when we enter relationships that suppress our sexuality. And I think that for me personally, that's how I always knew I was never a monogamous person. I tried monogamy 
and it just did not work. As someone who is highly attracted to people, I like to be connected to multiple people. I just never knew how to explore it until I revisited polyamory in my adulthood to say Mm -hmm. like, you know what? This makes sense. This works for me. I kind of feel like, so when, when I, um, got involved with my, my husband, I kind of felt like I didn't necessarily become monogamous. I feel like, and this, this is not my parents' fault, obviously, Mm -hmm. but somehow I had gotten these ideas into my head about what it meant to fall in love and marry. And nobody had explicitly said any of these things to me, but who I was changed, you know, kink changed for me during my marriage. Um, you know, how I engage with people changed. It was, it was, and that also, um, and for, for those who don't know, um, I was in, my marriage was abusive emotionally. He was, uh, an alcoholic, um, bipolar. And so there was, there was this factor of, I have to stick it out. I have to make it work. This is what love and marriage is all about. Um, so getting out of that, um, and, healing uh from the the trauma of all of that and finding my way back to the parts of myself that I had lived when I was hitchhiking across the country and joining the carnival and you know traveling here and doing this and traveling there and doing that and exploring the world and like I packed a lot into I was 15 when I took off hitchhiking Wild. And I was 19 when I started climbing the corporate ladder. So in those four years, four and a half years, I packed, I, I, like I used to roam New York City with street people for fun. Like, <laughs> and I like really got to know them. Um, and it was just really fascinating. And then something about, and it, it was almost like my version of the Madonna whore complex, right? Mm-hmm. Like I... I get in a serious, you know, in love, major relationship and how I behaved as myself changed. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's one of the reasons I know how easy it is for people to have socializations that harm them. And how easy it is for people to allow other people to stomp their boundaries and how difficult it is when we, when people are taking that step. I was just talking with a friend of mine yesterday who's, who's decided to take the step into non-monogamy. They have decided they are doing this with their partner. This is what they want. And so from my perspective, they are at the top of that really huge hill they had to climb in order to make that decision. And they are ready to go down the other side, but they're like, oh, I don't know. I I don't want to learn too much because I think it's too, too much and I might get overwhelmed. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to immerse yourself now so you can coast down that other hill. I'm like, because otherwise you're applying the brakes and you're just going to be in all of that angst and jealousy and hurt and whatever longer. Just because I had mentioned this upcoming weekend, it's not cheating. And I'd said, 
you want to get in on this. You want to get in on at least the free part, right? Because, and here's a little, you know, advertisement. It's free for everyone to attend live. Um, and then I told him, I said, you also want, you know, the plus membership for that at least, which is that'll get all the replays. It'll get all of the extra VIP access and so on and so forth. I said, immerse yourself in people who are doing this and how they talk about this. Not all of the language is going to speak to you, mm -hmm. but all of it will be a, become a part of your brain and become a part of your experiences. And when you most need it, it will be there for you. Do not hold it off like you're going to be overwhelmed because you've already made the freaking decision. And again, this conference, this virtual event is the weekend of the 27th to the 29th. And yeah. again, people can sign up at datingkinky.com, correct? Or, well, for that one, it's actually notcheating.com. Not Sorry, not I just like... Cheating. I just went back yeah. to the note. Yes, notcheating.com. And you're still taking uh, presenters too, aren't you? Yes, 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 we are. Um, up until next week, we're, we're going to be finalizing schedules, but we'll also be taking, um, if you have like anything, a book related to, a podcast related to, um, anything related to it, we're also uh, allowing people to have booths. You know, people who have, uh, you know, sexuality and or relationship, especially non-monogamy related uh, content that they want to promote, reach out to us about a booth um, because we we have booths, we have, um, you know, attendees, we have MCs, which hopefully you um, and presenters, which also might hopefully be you. When's this last um, day to sign up? January 15th is the last day for presenters, booths, MCs, people who want to work with us um, as far as like actually putting the show together that we have to get on the schedule or we have to get you in there so you can set up the booths. As far as people who want to like help spread the word, Freaking do it, right? Notcheating.com, tell everyone you know it's free to attend live. As far as attending, um, you have until the 27th, really, to get yourself in there. I think we usually cut it off at noon on that Friday because we want to get everybody in, get the tickets in place, make sure that we're not trying to do um, customer service during the weekend while we are also- Absolutely. Um, trying to run an event and here's the thing though the sooner you get signed up um early next week we're actually going to get the community for this event in place so people can start chit-chatting on the forums can start asking questions that we might be able to work into some of these things um and uh you know get the schedule of events and know what's going on and be aware of all the things that we're working on so we're actually going to be um building that and so getting into that as early as possible is probably going to be a good thing we're also going to be doing i'm going to be doing the last five days before the event um two things in conjunction with um not cheating which is the 27th through the 20th and that week before that is also cuck week 2023 so um i will be doing some things for cuck week and i'll be doing a five-day non-mono challenge leading up to the weekend which will just be each day it'll be like a um 
get in here, you know, share a writing, an audio or a video related to this particular thought exercise, um, you know, that's non-monogamy. And so it'll just be kind of a way to sort of like get us in there, get us learning and involved with each other and then heading into that weekend. This is exciting, y'all. So please, if you know people, if you're listening to the show right now and you're like, you know what? Damn it. I need a voice. I need to speak on this. What you were just talking about earlier. I want to branch out on it. Please. Like Nikki said, Miss Nikki said, January 15th is the last day to sign up at notcheating.com slash present. That's the full link. And we're going to put it in the description of this episode. So you can't say, well, stop, you didn't give me the link so I can do it. No, we're going to make sure it's out there. Because again, I'm trying to be on the panel MC, do what Miss Nookie will, because last year we were trying to set up something. So now 2023 is here. There's a lot to happen. And I'm just so excited. And again, I'm glad and just so happy that you called it. It's not cheating. But you also put in parentheses, it's not all polyamory because it really isn't. Again, right. As we were yeah. have so yeah. Interestingly enough, this is actually our second it's not cheating weekend. The first one was in 2020. And so the um not cheating plus option will get everyone access to all of those replays as well so it's not just the replays from this weekend but it's the it's not cheating replays plus every single month um well almost every single month we've had a non-monogamunch those go into the plus membership and so on and so forth so the idea is actually really to give people for a minimal fee the option to get access to the replays access to the community access to previous replays, access to my book, and a whole opportunity to also participate in a couple of, um, you know, VIP events coming up. I love it. So again, Miss Nookie, she's got it. She's got it for you. Datingkinky.com, notcheating.com. That's for the upcoming virtual event, which is just, it again, it just sounds badass. And again, I just want to just like... Oh my God, time flew by so quick, but I want to get some final thoughts because again, so many gems have been dropped during this very, just, I feel so fed. I feel so fed with all the information just said. And I really, truly hope that people understand once and for all that, you know, all these dating lifestyles out there, there is something for you and how you make your journey is how you make your journey. You know, Miss Nikki's journey may not be your journey, but you can take parts of her (laughs) journey. You can take parts of my journey. You can take parts of other people's journey and make it into your own. You know, that's all people truly want. You know, we all want, we want you to go out and be your true natural self, you know, but we also want you to do it in a way that you're educated, you're well-rounded, you're well-versed. And just like Nikki said, take that dive. Don't just, you know, dip your feet in, take that nose dive, go and do it. Do what works. Yes. What I like to say, do what works. Love that. I love that. So any final thoughts, any reflections that maybe, you know, a listener out there, let me tell you, this is probably going to help a friend of mine who reached out to me just earlier this week into a similar situation. Um, 
where, you know, the discussion of whether or not they want to enter polyamory, they want to enter open relationships. But again, as you had pointed out, it's not a one-sided thing. It has to be a collective thing. And, you know, what may work for one person is not going to work for the other person. So where is, where are you guys going to find that middle ground? So I do hope you're listening and you come to the to the event, but also just follow Miss Nookie at Dating Kinky. I mean, type in Dating Kinky anywhere. You're going to find it on Twitter. You're going to find it on Moan. Miss Nookie is on the Moan app, y'all. So please connect with her there. But there's I am. So I've not been nearly active enough lately because I've been so crazy. Um, I got I got a couple of things. For example, like after the It's Not Cheating weekend, the very next weekend, I'm going in for two major surgeries. Oh my goodness. So I will be like sort of out of commission-ish for probably most of the month of February. Um, and uh, it's that's pretty exciting. But I also wanted to mention what I am doing for the It's Not Cheating event. I'm teaching three workshops. Um, the first one is going to be on Saturday. It's going to be from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And that's this going is to be Eastern or Pacific. Oh, sorry. This is Eastern. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you for, for double checking on that. So no uh, 10 a.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. is uh, non-monogamy. I do what I want and you can too. Where I very specifically d- discuss a different way of looking at relationships between autonomous adult humans. Wow. And I dive into creating relationships in what I call the sweet spot. Um, on Sunday, I'll be taking up those same hours with two smaller workshops. One is going to be on asymmetrical non-monogamy. So that would be your pimping, your harems, your cuckolding, your hot wifing, your stag and vixen, and so on and so forth, where one person has more non-monogamy by negotiation. So we're not talking monopoly, right? Because that's by nature. This is by negotiation. It includes a power imbalance of sorts um, within the non-monogamy. So what makes it work and how to keep it ethical? And then I'm going to do a workshop on boundaries in non-monogamy and Boundaries have been like my soapbox since August of last year, which is my birthday month. And I've been teaching, I've been writing a boundaries book and I've been teaching a workshop called Take No Shit. And um, I'm going to be doing boundaries and non-monogamy two or three or four. Don't become one. And that's okay. So that is just three of the 15 to 20 plus presentations from that weekend alone, not to even mention all of the other options that you're going to get. So there's going to be some really deep dives into all these different aspects of non-monogamy. And Saf, you said it perfectly when you said, my journey is not yours. Mm -hmm. Your journey is not mine. Our journeys may not look anything alike. But the desiderata says, um, listen to everybody, even the dull and ignorant, they too have their story. 
listen to people. If you have any interest in non-monogamy or if you have loved ones who are non-monogamous and you're trying to understand them, listen to all of this and then take from it what works for you and leave behind what doesn't. Like that's the key, you know, and talk if you're non-monogamous or you're thinking about being non-monogamous, talk to your partners, what works for them, right? How are they interpreting this information? And have those conversations. It can make a world of difference. Oh, I guess. And we- it'll be fucking fun. <laughs> I'm, like I said, I'm excited. And I'm like, wow, I, I think we could end it right there because honestly, it's just, I'm so excited for what's to come. I really, truly am. And again, it just, I got to think the Mona, God damn it. Because seriously, I don't think we would have ever crossed paths the way that we have. And I cannot wait until the day I can physically see you and just tear the town Big up. Hug. Yeah, there's there's a lot of hugs. There's a lot of emotions going to be coming your way when we do. But again, I have to bring you back on because there's just so much that you and I can discuss so much. And it's, it's just again, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So once again, where can the earbuds follow you? And yeah, thank you. Ooh, um, okay, so datingkinky.com. You can um, probably find most everything, all of like the social media stuff there. Um, you can find me YouTube at Dating Kinky or YouTube at Curiouser, like Alice in Wonderland, Curiouser and Curiouser. Um, you can find notcheating.com. You can find um, takenoshit.curiouser.life. Um, or if you're on FetLife, you can look me up as Nookie Notes, N-O-O-K-I-E-N-O-T-E-S. Perfect. Oh, and you can, you can also send a message to, you know, help at datingkinky.com and make direct contact because that's what we're there for. Love it. Love to hear it. And again, earbuds, I know I don't have to say it, but of course, find me at Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram. No more Twitter. Stop asking me. I'm gone from it. I was banned. We're yeah. gonna we're done from it. So again, Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram at Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. Of course, at Ms. Uh, I think it's just Miss Sapphire, but it should be Ms. Radio Sapphire on the Moan app. And of course, MsRadioSapphire.com, where you can catch all the episodes. So even if you don't have Spotify, iTunes, iHeartMedia, all those, if you don't have it, just go to MsRadioSapphire.com. Everything is for free. Go back to the archives. Call me out of my shit. Because I know I revisited topics because, again, as my dad says, we're all young, dumb, and stupid at one point. We just have to learn from our mistakes. That's what comes down to it, okay? So without further ado, remember that safe sex is the best hot sex. I do hope to catch you guys at the It's Not Cheating virtual event January 27th. With that, good night. That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Remember to follow at Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. Want some eargasms of the past and future? Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all streaming platforms.